Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that tries to answer that age-old question, or what is seriously becoming it? Well, it may be, maybe not an age-old question, but an age-old young question. My name is Tosin. I am the host. I will be with you from Coventry, near the Midlands, and joining me on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And joining me soon to be from the Isle of Wight is Sean. <laughs> hi, yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, hi, guys. So, Sean, as we said there, it sounds like you are soon going to be heading back to the island, heading back home. Yeah, they they phoned me up. Well, it's phoned me up and said I got to go in to get the school ready for the for the for the fifteenth. Like you know, with I don't know, moving the classrooms around and putting down like. Uh, you know, hey, space markers and all sort of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready, so, they, so, so, so I said, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. So I've, I've sort of got that all arranged. So I'll probably go over there Saturday or Sunday and, um, and then go into work on Monday, which I'm quite wow. looking forward to in a way. I'm quite looking forward to it. I I sort of was, I was umming and ahhing. I'm like, do I, do I want, I mean, this weather's really fabulous. I've been having a great time in the garden, great time sitting down, been fed well, put on, I've, always been about 84k and now i'm 85.6k so i'm like a big porker i'm like i've been fed up i've been i have i have like evaporated milk in my coffee and cakes and so i have i have it's like it's like the hobbits film you know it's like lord of the rings i'm like the yeah, second just... breakfast when second breakfast <laughs> what about third breakfast what about elevensies what about so yeah so all through the day i'm drinking tea coffee cake biscuits blue ribbon biscuits caramel wafers uh, and then dinner, and then three o'clock afternoon high tea, and it's just that's lush. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, Sean. You know you're gonna miss it when you get back to the island, and you're gonna get back to your bachelor's lifestyle. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but uh, I've had it too good, really. So it's, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, so so it's good, good to know that at least um, your 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 life is getting back to some sort of normal after. Sort of yeah, after the um, what who. What's a, after after the lockdown? Lockdown, lockdown. yes, mm. lockdown. Mm. That thing that's ruining, or that's lockdown. like you know, in front, in charge of all of our lives. That I can't really remember what it's called right now. Anyway, <laughs> so, yes. Oh, good lord! Uh, you know how I told you that Thursdays are usually a long day for me. This is, yeah, this, this is a bad one. Have you been up since six? I have been up since five forty-five this morning. Oh, and, no. and I've been moving pretty much non-stop. We are recording this at like what six thirty in the evening. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, Sharon, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Yes, we've been doing our, our lockdown things this week, <laughs> which in our house, it is, we have like a gardening day. So we spend the whole day in the garden, pottering around. Then we have sort of an indoor exploring those parts of the house that we haven't looked into for some years. We've lived in our house for 50 years. Mm-hmm. So there are some corners where it's like you shove stuff to forget about it. So we've been going into those corners. And um, and then we've had a day where we thought, we'll see what happens if we just put stuff outside at our house on the grass with a notice saying, free, take it if you want it. And um, we've managed to get rid of so much stuff. It's been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we, put, we even put up our old wallpaper table, you know, one of those you put for wallpaper on. Oh, yeah, paste we table. We covered it in books and all sorts of things. And we just said, free books, help yourself. And, um, yeah, we've just got rid of so much stuff, so it's been really good. Because all the charity shops are closed, you know. I don't like going to the post office, so I haven't been sort of trying to sell anything. So we thought, well, let's just get rid of it. Let's just get rid. 
So yeah. we've had a couple of sessions where, yeah, we've just piled stuff outside the house saying, let's take it. And people have. So that's been really good. Oh, all right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we've had a pretty, we've had a bit of a busy week on the podcast this week. And if you're listening to this for the first time and you're thinking Netflix versus cinema, what are you talking about? What do you have to talk about? There is no cinema at the moment. That is true. What we usually do is that we watch three things on Netflix and Friends or any other streaming platform or even TV at home. We watch three things at the cinema. We compare them and we say, where has the money been better spent this week? But in this lockdown period, what we're doing is we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching on TV at home. If, if possible, if we finish watching it, we will rate it. And then we'll go to the cinema section, which is where we'll get a cinephile, just somebody who absolutely loves cinema to talk about why it is that they love it. Then we have a little bit of the time where we just sort of like round off we say goodbye and we're like oh i miss you guys see you next week <laughs> then the show ends that's what's going to happen today but we've had a bit of a week for people getting back in touch with us so sean ever since you started playing your what did they look like based on their <laughs> voice game yeah i think you played that all the way back in a first lockdown show with holly <laughs> yeah yeah ever since yeah. You've done that, it's, it's now become a regular feature it's become a regular feature last week i had the i had the chance to play for the first time with patrick patrick russell who we spoke to who had who said he'd pretty much been born in a cinema he'd worked as an usher in the cinema and he sent us a picture which we will put up on our um we'll put up on our facebook page in response to the whole thing to see what it was how close we were to getting it and first of all first of all all i just like to say for the first time i played i am happy that i pretty much nailed it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. i've seen the picture yeah he has a yeah, full I... head of hair hasn't he he has a yeah, full yeah. head of hair it's white he does yeah and and also so uh patrick got in touch uh Patrick got back in touch with us where, because he sent us the picture. He listened to the show. He said that he, he enjoyed listening to it. And he says it's a shame it was spoiled by some old bloke being interviewed about being on The Wizard of, about the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I think he made the show. And, uh, yeah, okay. and, and the final thing he sent me was, by the way, you were all pretty close on my height. Six foot one. Wow. Yeah, because I said wow, I reckon, so I reckon about six foot, full head of hair, white. The only thing, yeah. the only thing that he is not, which I apologize to him for, that he has not confirmed or not, is the weather's original comment. Whether he dresses like the granddad from the weather original. Cords <laughs> <laughs> in a cardigan. Yes, yeah. yes. The picture he sent us, he's at work at a place in, uh, called Scion House that I know it's somewhere, in, it's in West London, not that far from Heathrow. And um, so he's at work, so he's in a suit. But I want to know what it's like when he's at home. I still want to know whether I'm right on my weather's original comments. So we had Patrick get in touch with us, which which was pretty it was pretty cool to actually see that and see what he's on it. And also, because the original idea for this show when it, when we came up with it was whether we had this fight on our hands, whether it was going to be Netflix or cinema, was Netflix killing cinema? Were people thinking, "Am I going to go out to the cinema anymore because I'm at home uh, or have everything at home?" And I know we've spoken about this at length, Sean. You were talking about having like a big screen at home and whether it's. You, you, you spoke of this, uh, well, essentially. You've been on this journey as we've been speaking on, on the podcast. Where there's sometimes where you're like, "I don't think I want to go to the cinema. I have too much at home." <laughs> Is that well, yeah? Is that all right, John? Yeah, I guess so. I still, I, I, I do miss it though. I've been, uh, I mean, well, I don't know, but uh, I. The strangest thing is, is like I've said to you guys before, is I seem to be spending so much more time on YouTube. Yeah. You know, um, because there's so much stuff there, and I flick between. I've, oh, it's just great. It is, um, and I think 
because well, you know me, I'm all over the place and I go off at tangents. Don't yeah. I? I'm like, doo, 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 doo. I think probably the cinema is one of the few times when I actually can settle myself down and actually concentrate fully. Because I think, right. he, he, yeah, I think I think that's probably what I like about it. Because I just I, you can immerse yourself in that experience. Um, so I do. So I don't get all antsy unless the film's not to my liking and then I cross my legs and humph and huff and, you know, and <laughs> grunt and groan and say what a load of rubs so I fidget but, but come, if a film on. grabs me if a film grabs me that's it I'm I'm I'm, I'm taken in the cinema yeah, but, but sometimes I hmm? yeah, so I was going to say come on Sean you, you know you love it when you hate a film you love it because then it gives you a nice yeah. big juicy <laughs> rant <laughs> to get your teeth oh, yeah, into yeah, yeah. you're like ah yeah. I hate it <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah. I can no, always tell like when that. you don't like a film if I'm sat next to you. I can always tell that you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, I don't, Normally, when you like a film, you tend to get lower and lower and lower, and you're sort of like almost horizontal by the film because you're just completely relaxed. <laughs> and you're just, you're sort of like, your head is like lower than my shoulder. You're just like, you're, you're just relaxed and completely zen. And then if you don't like it, you're more or less, you're upright and you're. Const- yeah. Shifting, crossing one leg like, over yeah. the other, and then switching back across the other leg over the other. And yeah, yeah it's, I can <laughs> feel that tension. Yeah, <laughs> that body language. Yeah, just show. It just shows you. They say that body language is ninety percent of communication, yeah. don't they? So. <laughs> oh, okay. So, what I'm going to do now is so what happens is that we had a, a friend of mine, Karen Bagshaw, who I've interviewed for another for a show that's coming up soon. And she, this week, after she heard about the podcast and everything, she works in market research. And she sent me an email called the Wednesday Charter, which is a market research email. And it, the headline on this is, the cinema industry may never fully recover from COVID-19. How will it adapt? And it is, it is fascinating. This is like, you know, where, uh, I, there's, not very, there's not many things in life that I get so sort of like, you know, boffin about. But this is one of the things I'm like, ooh, this is interesting. And so they were, they were, one of the first things that they're trying to figure out when peak cinema was like when you talk about it, not the, not the amount of money it's made but the amount of tickets it sold and apparently the the time when cinema sold the most amount of tickets in the history of the world was in 2002 okay oh, wow yeah yeah 2002 That's later than i would have thought yeah yeah so, yeah it's a lot later really yeah there's a peak cinema oh. tickets sold 2002 and it's been dropping ever since then and in 2019 the the number of tickets sold was t- down 21% on the 2002 peak. Cool. So yeah, this Was there an event in 2002 that particularly made it an event year? Was there a big release or a super blockbuster that year? Mm, that is a good question. Was that Lord of the Rings? Like the f- I was, good. was it Lord of the Rings or Phantom Menace or something like that? No, I mean, Phant- it could have been Return was, of the King. It was well after Phantom Menace. It could have been Return oh, of the okay. King. Yeah, I think, I think that's run about the... Re- re- I think it's run about Return of the King time. Because that would come out. That normally came out before Christmas or Christmas time, and then it would run all the way through the New Year. I think it was Return of the King. I think it was Return of the King. And then since then, it's been dropping. It's been dropping uh, essentially every year. It's just been dropping. So it says that before COVID even happened, that there was, that the, the cinema was in trouble. And now COVID has just made it even worse. And it also talks about the fact that because of this, cinema needed to go bigger. So that's why all of a sudden we're seeing a lot more of action and adventure movies that are dominating the box office. It talks about the fact that we don't see rom-coms in the cinema anymore. So you don't really see many rom-coms anymore because they, they because people are no, thinking... No, they've all gone to Netflix, yeah. Yeah, and because people... It's, it, I'll read this bit. Cinema has become more of a luxury. People are, getting, are going less frequently. And when they do go, they want to be blown away. 
action and adventure movies that are built to thrill and excite get a lot more mileage out of the huge screen and loudspeakers than a quaint but well-scripted drama, love story, or comedy. So essentially, what they say, what they say out here is that get ready for it. When cinema comes back, all we are going to be seeing is more of the big, big movies. For for for, for people who like a small, quiet drama, we're not going to see as much of that in cinemas anymore. We're just going to see the big bombs. Yeah, I think this compares to when TV came about because cinema was the be all and end all. People used to go there like like three, four nights a week, weekends, everything like that. And then TV came, and gradually cinema became less and less. And then you had the big like cinemascopes, cinerama, seventy millimeter, and then and so the same thing happened. So obviously, this is like they're and then in a with similar video, with home video. I think home video, yeah, predicted the death of cinema then. But I think like with the advent of things like the Kindle and print books people were predicting the end of the print book it hasn't ended it's just another way of experiencing you know the written word in a different way and i think the same with the cinematic experience there's always going to be room for that cinematic experience it just has to go through this latest yeah um, paradigm shift where the world has changed and you just have to find your own place within that yeah. but every generation there's this shift in in the way we perceive that medium. And so I think this is just the latest one of, of many sort of seismic changes that have happened in, in cinema in the last 100 years. When you think yeah, all these things that Shawnee said, there's these, these, there are these key points where everyone's predicted the death of cinema. And I don't think it's happened, well, it hasn't happened. C- I don't CDs, think this is it either. CDs and vinyl. Look at that, vinyl's yeah. making a comeback, isn't it, big time? Yes, you just have to figure out a way of making it work. And one of the things that I find actually quite interesting in this email, which I will send through to you guys because I think it's a fascinating read, it talks about the big test. And so we've talked about all that sort of stuff, but now it's about what we're going to go forward. What, how are we going to go forward? What, what's going to happen next in, with cinema and all that? And it says that the box, what, the box office, what the box office needs to jumpstart it back to life is a huge blockbuster from a household name in the genre of action or adventure. That when we are allowed Mr. back in Bond. cinema, what? what, Mr. Bond? Oh, maybe, maybe. But and this is because if you, if you read anything about cinema at the moment, everybody's talking about this, and they're aiming for this mid-July relaunch of cinemas. Mm. And the film that they're pointing everything towards that they're trying to do is Enter Christopher Nolan with Tenant. So, okay. so this film, uh, this is the film that that even the View. We were speaking about the View Cinema boss a while back, and he was talking about. And they seem to be going for mid-July to relaunch with a Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. And it says that this could be the guinea pig for the entire industry with this release planned over the summer. It's like if Christopher Nolan and a mind-bending action-adventure blockbuster cannot get audiences back in the cinema, then not much else will. So I think there's a lot of the industry that's looking at Christopher Nolan, seeing what this film does. And if this film goes well, then we might have a future. So you've heard it here, people. If you want to save cinemas... Whether you like Christopher Nolan or not, go watch Tenet. Go see that film. <laughs> go see that film. Because, <laughs> because that... The, the, the news on the Isle of Wight is the cinema world at Newport is preparing for a mid-July open, yeah. opening. Cool. That's what they've said they are preparing for. They are beginning to, to look at how they can do things in a new way with a view to opening again mid-July. Uh, the, everything barring I've, instant accents and lockdowns yeah well everything i've heard everything i've heard makes me convinced that behind the scenes they've pretty much already said that's what we're going to do that's a plan we're reopening mid-july we just can't say it out in public yet 
because everything that's going, the fact that everybody seems to be pointing towards this Christopher Nolan movie, it makes me think there there have been meetings. They've said it. This is this is what's going on. It probably costs. It probably makes too much money and co- means too much to the economy to just let it let it totally go. But anyway, I just thought I'd go a little bit boffiny and get a little bit of a little bit of stuff in because Karen sent me this email and I was like, "Ooh, this is interesting. This is the kind of information I don't usually get my hands on." <laughs> but but what do you know? Market research, what it can do for you. It's amazing. <laughs> now we get into the bit of the show where we're going to talk about what we've been seeing recently, what we've been watching in the lockdown. Now, Sean, you were telling us about how you well i think your mum sort of like has the tv so you've been pushed onto youtube where you found yourself getting yeah. into like rabbit warrens and all that kind of stuff over the last yeah. couple of weeks yeah all sorts of stuff you know um yeah I, I also what i've been doing you know like i said i've joined these these groups yeah yeah groups yeah. on facebook joined, and stuff we've joined this yeah western so i've been like um spending a bit of time and and that's remember i asked you about that pdf file that word file yeah, yeah. basically the controversial one that i've made was about because there's talk Mel Gibson was going to remake the Wild Bunch. Yes, yes, you told and us I, about that. Putting up a post on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so I've done, I've done uh, the, the the document I've done, which I did on pub. I don't know why I did it on Publisher because then I moved it to Word and everything else was like I've put down the contemporary actors for like the cast of the Wild Bunch. And oh yeah. I put the little Wild Bunch, and I was going to post that and just see what vitriolic <laughs> nonsense comes of that, you know. So, but I can't get it because otherwise I would have posted it. But I can't get it to go as a JPEG, you know. Don't worry, sure. I'm we, not tech savvy enough. We will, we will help you. We will help you get a whole bunch of people on the on the a whole bunch of keyboard warriors yelling at you and telling you you don't know anything. How dare you call yourself a film fan? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, it, um, it, it, it was quite fun. It was quite fun doing it, you know. So I, I, I like included. I know I must be honest. They, they're a couple of my favourite actors, but I think they are good as contemporary actors, like your Leonardo DiCaprio and your your Brad Pitt. I thought they would be the, the Gorch brothers. You know, I had them as the Gorches, Warren Oates okay. and Ben Johnson characters. Okay, you know, uh, I still I still have to go watch the Wild Bunch. I have to, I have to go all the. Still bunch. do, yeah. Yeah, still have to do that. But Sean, I'll tell you. It's been what, a while right? since I've seen it. It's mm. been a while. Okay, so, mm. but Sean, I'll tell you something, right? I I've started watching a TV series. I haven't watching it. I haven't finished watching it yet, so I'm not going to review it yet. But I've started watching a TV series that I think will be right up your alley. It's called Gangs I of London. Gangs of Yeah, Gangs of London. It's on it's on Sky. It's like a it's like a Sky original thing. And it's it's created by the same guy who made who wrote and directed The Raid. You know the Indonesian action movie, Gareth oh, Evans. Oh yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, good movie. All right, okay, cool. And this show is good i mean I've, I've seen three episodes and so far i'm actually really enjoying it and i was watching going sean would love this it's like if <laughs> if you loved the raid you know how the you know how there's violence and then there's brutality yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think in this show this show is brutal it is absolutely brutal but at the same time it's so engrossing and you're like oh my word so yeah i think gangs of london i hopefully we'll finish watching it by next week and then can review it then but sean i reckon that's right cool. up your alley sharon good. you said you, you've uh, been watching something Yes, I'd watched the film on Netflix, Ophelia. Uh, oh it's, yeah, I have that on my list. Yeah, it's one of their newer releases. Though I having looked into when it was made, I gather it was it had a limited cinema release and then it's disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it has appeared on on Netflix. It, so it it was one of those rom coms, costume dramas that like you know has disappeared from cinemas because people are people aren't paying money to go see those. 
yeah, so I, I probably would have gone and seen it, but <laughs> I didn't have the opportunity. So, so yes, I sat and watched that one evening. This so, so from and, what I understand, this is like it's a, it's a retelling of Hamlet, but from the Ophelia character's point of view. Yeah. Sean, okay. Sean, I think we're getting we're getting a whole bunch of people in the background from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to move and try back. Okay. To Spain. I'm being followed around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry, Sharon, you were saying. Yes, it's it's Hamlet from the point of view of Ophelia. So you start off with Ophelia as a girl playing with the boys and then she's taken into the Queen's household as one of her ladies-in-waiting. And so you then see her growing up in the palace and watching sort of the young Hamlet. And then when she's a comes of age, yeah, yeah, so you see the events of the Hamlet play sort of come into effect. But you see it more from her point of view yeah. as slightly an outsider because she's Polonius's daughter, so she's not a daughter of the aristocracy. She's um, a daughter of the one of the, the employees of the castle. Oh yeah. Uh, so the life from her point of view, and they do intersperse the drama with quotes. Sort of, it's like modern language, but every now and then they say something that ever sort of with a Shakespearean bent. So you get that that they, they, this knowing nod towards the the, the, the source the, material, yeah. so to say. Yeah, so you don't get the, the full soliloquies, but you do get the whole neither a lender nor a borrower be, or you know, get get to a nunnery, and you get some of the key the key phrases that you know as we know from from Hamlet. Yeah, and the characters are all the same. So yeah, but you see it from a different point of view because you initially you'd think, well, what's the point of that? Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> yeah. how it ends, and we know what's going to happen. But they have put a little bit of a twist on it. You do get some, an introduction to a new character. Yep. And you do get to see things and that everything is not as it always appears. Uh, so like with a lot of Shakespearean plays, you know, you get the odd twists. So there's hints of Romeo and Juliet in there uh, that some of the one, well, I don't want to give any spoilers because okay. they added this twist <laughs> or, uh, yeah, to the serious tale. Yeah, because it's essentially someone like me, I watched two Shakespearean tragedies on stage. I decided that they really, really annoyed me because essentially pretty much in a Shakespearean tragedy, everybody dies. And Hamlet, yeah. Hamlet is one of his greatest tragedies. So I've never seen Hamlet. Never seen Hamlet, never read it. So I don't really know what happens, but I don't expect good things are going to happen for Ophelia. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just don't expect that. I know this is Daisy Ridley who's playing Ophelia. And Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley. Is, is somebody that every now and then, even like within the Star Wars movies, you're not sure how... What, is, is, is she good or is she just doing the sort of, you know, English Rose sub Kira Knightley kind of thing? So yeah. it's, yeah, and, uh, um, I actually had a funny conversation with a friend of mine where we're trying to tell a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of English actresses who is sometimes difficult to tell apart. Kira Knightley, Lily James, uh, uh, now Daisy Ridley. Emma Watson. Yeah, oh, like, I can tell him apart. I can tell him apart. Believe me, I can tell him apart. No, let's not get into Kira Knightley. You can tell them apart. But <laughs> they're of a the school, aren't they? They're of a, they are they're, of a school. They're, they're, they're of a school. There was, there was a time when Lily James showed up in a film. Like, okay, you know the film Yesterday? I saw the film Yesterday where the Danny Boyle, yes. Richard Curtis movie. And there were bits where I was sure it was Kira Knightley in the film. But I was like, no, 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 that's Lily James. That's Lily James. But the way her hair is done, the way the character is done, that's a Kira Knightley part. It was like she costs yeah. too much, so we got Lily James. So, so um, And then you see these actresses appear in any British drama. It's like one of them is going to appear. Yeah. You think, I'm sure there are other actresses out there. 
but they tend to have the same sort of five that yeah, I'll, I will find that list. There was a list They're of them, there. but but yeah. so with so how how so how is Daisy Ridley and how many stars would you give this? So I think she did well in this. I thought this suited her. Yep. Uh, I thought it suited her style of acting. That slightly um, drama schooly style of acting. I think it suited this type of production. Yep. And I thought the because it had um, George Mackay as Hamlet. Ooh, it had Naomi Watts as Gertrude. It had Clive Owen as Claudius. It he's had... not so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! He's a Coventry boy, all right. So now I've got to protect. <laughs> I've got to defend him. I'm just, yeah. I'm just. His name's gone out of my head, but he was in one of the Harry Potter as well. He was the young Malfoy. Is it Tom Wilson? Oh, Tom no. Felton. Tom Felton. That's him. He was in it as Laertes. Uh, so there's yeah, there's some there's some good good people in there of that 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 sort of school. So I enjoyed it. Uh, so I would watch it again. And um, so I would give it a, a high three. Oh, cool, a high three. Oh, yeah. I, got I the li- don't think it's excellent. It's not, you know, excellent, but I did enjoy it and I would probably happily watch it again. So, yeah, for me, it's a high three, borderline four. But right. I've been, I think because I haven't been watching many things, I've become less critical in some way. So I've been saying, oh, yeah, it's four. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but when they found- <laughs> so I think if I'd be, if I'm slightly more critical, I would say it's, um, it probably is. A, there's a certain audience who would like it more than others. So All I would right. say for that audience, it's probably a four. But for the general audience, I'd say probably a, a strong three. All right. Okay. I found that list. I found that list that we were talking about. So this is a list of people who we described as all having a touch of Natalie Portman. That, that was that was what the discussion was. <laughs> so Karen Knightley has a touch of Natalie Portman so much so that they used her as a double for Natalie Portman in The Phantom Menace. And mm-hmm. then you had all these other actresses who have come around in the wake of Karen Knightley who who, are, as you said, are of a type. And in there, we put Daisy Ridley, Lily James, Daphne Keene, and Millie Bobby Brown from uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, who does look like a young Natalie Portman. She does look like Natalie Portman around about Leon era. And Daphne Keene was Lyra Balacqua in His Dark Materials. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tosin, so yes. and, and Champ, so what actresses do you like? I, I really like... And the name, I've been trying to think of the name. I can't, but she was in Midsummer and Fighting With My Family. Florence Pugh. She's my favourite. Yes, Florence so, Pugh. She's, she's, she's fabulous. And you saw her, Sharon, I think. In she's in Little Women. Little yeah. Women. Yeah. So, yeah. And Florence Pugh is good. She's, she's in A League of Her Own, I think. So. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Outlooking. She, she's yeah, she's my done top. some good stuff. She has done some good stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I, would, I would go with the Florence Pugh thing. Oh. They did a thing on... And when at the beginning of the shutdown, where they had all these female action stars, it started with the the the, the, the Xena Warrior Princess cast, Lucy Liu, where mm. they basically do oh, Lucy this. Lucy Lawless, sorry, Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless, she, she didn't start it. She was the second one where they go to all these female action stars, where they basically do this bitch fight, I think it was called, <laughs> and where you see them sort of have, sort of um punching the camera, and then oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. next actress reacts, and then yeah. they kick someone, and then they react, and so. Florence Pugh was one of the ladies who was doing the bitch fight. And so that was quite fun. But it's it's sort of disappeared a bit now. But they had loads of different sort of action, women, female action stars in that. And that was really quite cool. So, yeah, she was in there. So she's, um, yeah, she, you know, she's up to fighting weight as far as I'm concerned, is old Florence. Yes. Oh, right. And now to move oh, on quickly. Danaf's at the battery, this, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It Dunaf's- does. When you when you're doing video, it does have the battery. It does really, it does have the battery. Okay, so now quickly, um, 
I was talking about the what I've been watching. I've watched a show called Hollywood. So this is the show that I was I was talking about. I hadn't finished watching it. Oh yeah. The Ryan Hollywood, the Ryan Murphy film. Oh, Ryan Murphy uh, TV series that has like all these sort of like different people. It has like Rock Hudson in it, and it has this. And I when I spoke about it the last time, I just watched three episodes. I think three out of seven episodes, and I finished watching it now, and it's. It's weird. If you go on now and you actually, if you type in Ryan Murphy Hollywood into into like Google, you will see a whole bunch of think pieces and everything about what is up with this show and all that kind of stuff. And it's, I finished watching it and I'm like, good Lord, I, what the heck is this thing? I actually put a, I put a quote on Facebook that you guys might have seen that about this show. And I said, this show makes you make, it makes you hate a happy ending. There's way too many of them. It's like, I, <laughs> I was like, the only way, the only way this show works is if at the end of it, as much as I hate this, whenever they do it in a TV show or in a film, the only way it works is if at the end of it, somebody wakes up from a dream and goes, oh, wow. Because <laughs> as, the, yeah. as, the, as the show goes on, there's actually a bit, I think around about episode four or five, there's a bit that I was watching with my wife and she went, well, that was convenient. And then after that, <laughs> and then after that, everything gets convenient and everything just sort of like, it's kind of like, so this is 1947. 1947 Hollywood, two years after the war ends. And you have a Hollywood in which you have, black people doing something and i understand that this is supposed to be a fantasy and it's a little bit like ryan murphy saying his dream of what the world would have been like i, I can should have been, yeah, yeah what, what it should have been but after a while it stretches credibility to total breaking point like there's a point <laughs> where you're like like this is just not believable i'm sorry even if so he's saying okay it's a world in which um it, th- there's there's lines in it that you think that would never happen that doesn't ring true with humans full stop with humans anywhere you meet <laughs> them it just doesn't ring true like there's a bit where they talk about um song of the south they, because this is supposed to be set a year after song of the south was released and someone's talking about it going yeah song of the south was released last year that was a racist piece of blah 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 and i'm like uh i'm not uh. sure i'm not sure i'm not sure a white studio head was thinking that Song of the South was racist in 1947. I'm, I'm not sure that that was actually a thing. I wish it was. And it, it comes, you know how if you have a show and you have something where people have an obstacle to overcome, it's kind of like there's an obstacle to overcome. And then you, like, let's say you want to break out of pr- prison, right? Someone has to break out of prison. So they come up with a plan. I'm going to break out of prison. They go to the wall. Then you have the guard who actually looks at them. And there's all these obstacles they have. To, and then the drama comes from them overcoming the obstacle in some way. But the last three episodes of this show, it's kind of like, imagine if it was about prison break. And imagine someone ran up to, the, to, ran up to a prison wall to get out of the, out of the uh, prison. And a guard caught them. And then the guard goes, what are you trying to do? And then the person goes, oh, I'm trying to escape from the prison. And the guard goes, oh, let me help you. And brings a ladder and puts the ladder up against the wall. And say, no, there you go. Bye. And that's what happens. And by the the time it gets to the final episode of this show, you're just thinking, I don't know what's going on anymore. Because the the final episode, it it is wish fulfillment to a point of being silly. It's wish fulfillment to a point of, Whatever point it was that he was trying to make, that he was trying to make about, oh, wouldn't it have been great if Hollywood was like this? It just, it snaps. It snaps because you're just, you're just not believing it anymore. You're just not understanding it anymore. And I said, you're just sort of like, so it it leaves you, instead of of leaving you thinking like what I hoped he was going for was something that makes you go, oh my God, wouldn't it have been great if we as a human race had blah, 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 Mm. blah. It leaves you going, 
That's just preposterous. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Even if this is a fantasy. <laughs> you, it's, okay, I know that, okay, and I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino pulls off a similar trick. But with him, he yeah. like everything else in that world, and Sean, I mean, you know, because you're a bit of a, you're a student of like, you know, 19, 19 was, that was 1960s Hollywood. So everything else about that Shit, yeah. period is it's the 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 detail is brilliant the okay this person was like that that's actually what steve mcqueen was like this is where this person lived that's all that. then he changes one thing he changes one thing and says what if this thing was different then and that works but this one changes everything it's like what if people weren't nice. gay what if no, no sorry what if people weren't homophobic what if people weren't black uh, weren't um racist what if people were and i'm like none of this holds together this world you're building does not hold together and so by the time you, but by the time the show finishes you're just like sorry this is preposterous i don't i don't even understand what this what the show is about so i would give it a three but that's mainly because i think the period detail in the show is brilliant i think the costumes are great and i think that recreating the studios thing in 1940s hollywood for anybody who loves that period of cinema it's great to see oh we go back here i want to recreate the hollywood sign and all that yeah but the last three episodes really, really let the side down. They just become, they, it, it's, it's, it's almost kind of like an, it, it ends up being a little bit like an insult to the struggles that gay people had to go through in Hollywood, that black people had to go through in America. It just ends up being like, oh, uh, I kind of see what you're trying to do here, but it doesn't work. Yeah. So, Toes. So, yeah, go watch it. <laughs> just, sorry, yeah, go on. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, we'll do, we'll do. What I was yeah. going to say, Toes. Yeah. If you go, I don't know if I'm facing you. If you go slightly, if you face slightly to the left so the light catches you, have you, do you, have, have you ever heard of an actor called Brock Peters? Nope. Okay, well, well look at Brock Peters because you looked, there was one moment, that, well, in fact, there was about three moments <laughs> when you went over to your left and the light caught you. What, that you way like or the other way? called Brock Peters. This so, way, the other way. No, that way, there, 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 there. But sort of go a bit more profile. So turn you, turn like you. Yeah, there, there. Whoa, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's brilliant. So okay, yeah, cool. so I'll... check out Brock Peters. So on about lookalikes. So, uh, so uh, as, as we're recording this, I will have a look at an actor called Brock Peters and see if I look like him right now. It's like, oh, this is it. This, this is going to be my profile picture. It's going to be my, it's going to be my resume that I sent to all the Hollywood stars. I'm the reincarnation of Brock Peters. Give him the, <laughs> give him the career he could have had. <laughs> that's it yeah well he was a, he was an actor so <laughs> all right cool. good actor too i liked him in films so yeah so that's three stars three stars for um hollywood but i think it would be interesting to see if you guys watch it and see what you think because i do really think that the last three episodes ugh, good lord um and now we get onto the cinema section of our show which is where we interview somebody and we ask them a couple of questions this week it is super fan nina and i am just going to go ahead and let her speak and let you hear what she had to say we are speaking to our original superfan, original superfan Nina. For those who have not met her, for those who have not heard an episode on which she has appeared, or we have mentioned her, which will be a bit weird. Um, yeah, welcome. Welcome to, the, to, welcome to the interview. Finally, we've got you on one of these. Thank you. Thanks very much. You have been asking me quite a lot, and I have been, I don't know, busy, but not busy, because I've been inside in lockdown, but seem to be busy. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but thanks for having me, Tosin. It, it, it is it is always, always, always a pleasure to have you on board. I was saying that we are doing this because, as we've said before, like cinema has essentially been is out for the count for 2020. Cinema is out for the count in 2020, mm-hmm. which means that we are left only with Netflix. So we have dis- we have 
we have declared Netflix the winner of 2020. We said, that's it, Netflix, you've won. And But then, obviously, with the problem of us, and this is some of the things we're going to talk about, sure, the problem that we've had as a podcast called Netflix versus Cinema, carrying on when cinemas are not around. So, as I said, if you were the, you being an original super fan, when, I, I actually reckon that when they make a movie based on the podcast, Netflix or Cinema, you'll be in there somewhere. Superfan Nina will be in there. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, because I'd be really sad if I'm not. Okay. <laughs> and I'm hoping I'm played by somebody really not like me at all, because I, then every time that I watch it, I would laugh. But it's a very good person. Well, you you know, I've always told you Rosario Dawson. If you were ever to be played by anybody in a film, I would I would pick Rosario Dawson because I reckon you guys look like you could be related. You see, you say that, but she (laughs) is some absolutely stunning film star, and she's she's very pretty, like. You know, anyway, I never got it. I never got it, but still, still. Yeah, okay, yeah, I still, uh, well, I still say that. Uh, Make of that what you will. But anyway, so (laughs) so you'll be in there. And you were the first person that got in touch while we were still licking our wounds and figuring out what the heck we were supposed to be doing. And I think Sean, Sharon, and I were probably lined up under the table in our respective socially distanced houses going, oh my God, that said the cinema's been killed. We don't have any cinema anymore. And um, and you go in touch going, oh, I missed the podcast. When are you guys coming back? Is that- I was devastated, Tosin, absolutely devastated. I kept on logging on to the podcast thing and being like, nope, nothing there. Maybe they'll come up with something. Oh, nothing there. And I was like, well, I can't really force the issue like you know mentioning because we are in lockdown so it's a sore subject but then i just couldn't take it anymore i was like now i'll go do it and i did it discreetly i went so are you guys not doing the podcast anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right okay cool so we we took the hit we took the hit i think the week that you did it was actually the week that we were planning to come back and i was like oh oh she's getting annoyed okay we, guys guys we, we've got to do it we've got to do it she will find where we live she will find. <laughs> don't steal, don't steal my glory here. I have been telling people I brought the podcast back. It was all me. Oh. Don't say you're already thinking of doing it. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, it was, I was actually, I was actually trying to solve it. It was you. We were scared. You said it, and we were scared, so we started doing yeah. the podcast again. That was the actual thing. That was that was actually Good. what happened. Good. So, <laughs> Good. so you, you said that. You go back. You said that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I want the podcast back. Then when we actually brought the podcast back, you got back in touch again to tell us what this time. What did I tell you? You came back this week going, huh, why don't you do Netflix versus Disney Plus versus Amazon Prime versus whatever? Yeah, I think you should. So basically, I think that you could easily, but you need to pick one against all the others. So you'll pick a strong one. Like you can pick Prime against all the others or Netflix against all the others. Otherwise, you'd be spread too thinly. And you've got to say, look, we're going to take a couple from one really strong one and compare it to anything on anything else. Because some of the other, so there are still some weaker ones and you don't want to miss some of the good stuff on the weaker ones. Okay. But then, you know, you could take something like, I don't know, Netflix. It depends on what everybody's got a subscription to, really, I suppose. But you could take something like Netflix, which always has new stuff out. And then you could take that, say we take three from Netflix and three from anything else and compare them. Don't know. Yeah, well... That was just an idea. Okay, and, and what was the reason that you said you said that we're, that you were asking for that kind of um, that kind of treatment? 
because the, like, I really like the kind of it's not for me it's not about cinema Netflix versus cinema it's more about all oh, like streaming versus cinema it's more about the film reviews I really like the way you guys do the film reviews so I kind of miss that kind of you know because I also like to have my own internal arguments with you guys while you're talking <laughs> about these films so I can be like ah no I disagree with that and that's why I'm always texting you know when I'm listening to the podcast because I'm actually texting you going no Tosin when it's already happened and already been recorded no Tosin <laughs> I don't agree with that change that on the podcast <laughs> it's like as a concerned listener I would like to say <laughs> yeah. how many times have I done that I'd just like to say that that uh that, have you considered this Tosin <laughs> I think it, it, to be honest with you, it's usually as a concerned listener I would like to say Tosin you are wrong and Sean is right but, yes, that happens a lot. <laughs> Definitely a lot of days it happens. Okay, well, in that case, I need you to go watch The Invisible Man and I need to go watch Pompeii be- and also Batman vs. Superman because those are our bones of contention. Those are the films. I w- <laughs> I, did I watch Batman vs. Superman? You have? Mm, uh, did you I say- think I... I think I did. I'll have to go back to it. Let me go back to it and rewatch it and see if I did. Uh, but it was, I might be getting it mixed up with one of the other ones. If you if you come back and you tell me, like, Sean, you know what? On second viewing, it isn't all that bad. Then I'm going to be convinced that you guys do share the same brain. And I'm going to be just as disappointed in you as I am in him. But <laughs> I heard that this week and I thought it's come up quite a lot about the Batman versus Superman thing. And so when you said it, I chuckled a little bit because I was like, actually, I'm being paid by DC. Uh, every time we mention Batman versus Superman in the, in the podcast, we get paid some money. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, right. Okay. So that's the thing. You said that you like that you like the film reviews, which I think by the time this interview actually goes out, we probably would because even in the last, um, because it's been really funny about the viewing habits. What's happened with our viewing habits? How pretty much the the second cinema stopped, I think all three of us just stopped watching anything. <laughs> we just. <laughs> We just stopped watching anything because it was kind of like, oh, what's the point? We're going to do it. And it probably took about a month or a month and a half before we got back to a sort of, sort of regular viewing of anything streaming-wise. But You know what? That actually that actually shocked me when I heard you say that because I actually – I know that you guys watch a lot of stuff at the cinema. I know, like, Sean goes all the time. Yeah. How many was it that you said he saw last year? 150. Yeah, 150. Yeah. Um, but I thought that um, – yourself Tosin and I thought Sharon watch a lot of streaming stuff actually so I was surprised that when you said that cinema was you know when cinema cinemas were kind of closed that, that you didn't carry on still watching the stuff on streaming because I thought you might have had a back catalogue that you thought oh well I've got some extra time now there's no cinema I can watch a few other things oh. but it sounds like from what Sharon was saying she's actually doing more stuff like with a mom and you know all of those kind of things and this Zooniverse thing yeah. which I just introduced Will to since I'm locked tonight so I think I'll never I think I'll never see my husband again while we're in lockdown you know you know I was thinking when Sharon was explaining the Zooniverse thing I was like this totally sounds like Will it sounds like the kind of stuff that Will your husband would just get totally lost in and will come out and be mm. like did you know hundred <laughs> percent so so yeah I, I I wasn't I didn't mention it to you beforehand because I was thinking oh, well I'll give you a couple of weeks to still enjoy your husband before he totally disappears before yeah. he'll be gone 
I've lost him. He'll be like counting mitochondria in cells or something like that. Yeah, I can, I can totally imagine Will doing that. But uh, yeah. so so with that, because you know, the funny thing is, I do have a back catalogue. I do have a massive list on Netflix that I'm trying to work my way through. And um and uh, but for a while, I just thought no, no. It was almost kind of. To be honest, it was like morning. It was like morning for cinema. Just sort of going, no, no, no. I'm not watching this person. Well, like this, I've got to, I've got to, it's like, I've got to pay, um, what's the word? I've got to pay, pay honor. I've, I've, got, I've got to honor this fallen opponent. It had to be, it was something like that, to be honest with you. Because for me, really, it is about the different experiences. And it is about Netflix versus cinema. Which one should I add? And I just felt like, oh, it just... It, it just didn't feel the same when you had just Netflix and nothing cinema just sitting down there in front of a TV. It, it just didn't feel the same to me. But, um, yeah. yeah, but it's, but I, th- I think I'm getting to the point where I'm, I've, I've mourned, I've come to terms with it and I've actually started making my way through my Netflix back catalog. But so ha- having said that, what have your viewing habits been like um, since uh, the lockdown started? Oh, so actually I've been watching much more. I think because I so basically I usually take the tube into London in the mornings and in the evenings um, and sometimes I'll try and watch something on the tube. But because I have been working from home, because obviously I'm not traveling, yeah. I've got more. I want to say I've got more time. I don't, I don't really feel like I've got more time, but I do think I've been watching a lot more and I've been watching a lot more series. Um, so actually, my watching of streaming stuff has actually increased. So there's also a lot of people, because a lot of people have been doing watching a lot of streaming at work, we talk about a couple of series that are quite good. But now everyone, whenever we have, because we have like weekly kind of chats with our team, yep. we always talk about what everyone's been watching. So because people have been recommending all of these series, actually, I've been thinking, oh, do you know what? I might actually watch that. So I've been watching Money Heist which a lot of people have been talking about. Is that Spanish? Yeah, Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And it, 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 that's very good. Um, I've been watching Normal People, which oh, yeah. is also very good on iPlayer. Yeah. Uh, what else did I watch? Like, basically, I've just been watching, I've been watching quite long series that I put off for quite a while and mm-hmm. have decided to start watching. Um, so actually, my watching has increased. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. So you're not missing cinema as much? Uh, I miss the experience of cinema. Like I said to you, I think, um, who was it? You said, um, was it on the last podcast? It wasn't. La- I think, um, I think the one you were you're speaking about was the podcast with Yatish. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they said that the experience of, um, kind of the, the end of the, the cinema is yeah. what they really like. The conversation. It was, a, you were talking about the conversation of, uh, you know, the end of the cinema. It's the experiences getting up and chatting to people about about the experience of cinema and what has happened just now but for me it's actually the kind of the anticipation of going to the cinema the kind of going and smelling the popcorn and you know getting your ticket and waiting in that queue and being really annoyed that you've got to wait in the queue because you just want to get into the (laughs) cinema and you know watch the movie but actually that's part of the experience and it's also you know what getting that sneaky snack that you know is too expensive that you shouldn't be eating because it's about a million calories but it's okay because it's cinema and it's a treat you know 
Um, it's the kind of looking at everyone else thinking, oh, they don't look like the kind of person to watch this movie. Wait, is it not what I'm <laughs> expecting? That kind of thing. And it's like going in and, you know, kind of looking at which one's a good seat. And you're like thinking, well, which one do I need to sit in? Do I want to sit close so I can be close to the screen? Or is that too close and I'll get eye ache? You know, stuff like that, <laughs> you know. And then you get sat next to the annoying person. Oh, no, I don't want that annoying person. We've already talked about the annoying person in the cinema. Yes, we yeah. have. <laughs> On a previous podcast. And then also, then... That, the trailers, my favourite thing, the trailers. And it's just before the big event. And, you know, just before the trailers, the lights go down and you're, like, expecting this kind of, like, ooh, I'm going to find out which movie's going to be the next one. You're already planning your next trip to the cinema before you even watch this film. And then, you like, the trailers end and that kind of, like, certification kind of thing comes up. And you're like, this is it. This is, and the screen goes wide and you're like, I'm off. And you're just in, you're in the movie and it's brilliant. For me, that's the bit. It's the anticipation of going to the film. Like afterwards, and, and the thing is, is I used to go to the cinema a lot with friends. And I know it sounds a little bit sad, but I go to the cinema a lot more when I'm older now by myself. Yeah, but same here. Because, yeah, because I actually don't mind it. Because for me, there's no talking during the movie. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, did you see that? No, it's silent. And then afterwards, I'm like, well, yeah, that was all right. And then you leave. <laughs> like, oh, it's nice seeing you. Yeah, see you again next week, right? <laughs> that kind of thing. So for me, it's not it's not so much about the anal- analysis of the movie. I like to have that separately, but during the actual time of cinema time is not my time for analysis. No, and no, no, this is one of the things I like about this, and this is one of the things I really like about this interview series that we're doing uh, to replace the cinema section of the of the show. Um, is just seeing different people having different approaches to exactly the same thing so people are saying oh it's i love talking about it afterwards because i have to admit like there there are a few things i think and i think i said this in the last podcast that i that i think are as much fun as going to the cinema with a bunch of people and sharing that experience of watching a terrible film together and then walking afterwards and going what that was that And I think those some of my favorite things have been like you know some of my favorite have been just like laying into bad films. Like there's a bit of me that really really wishes I'd want I'd seen Cats with somebody because then I could just have gotten out and we could just have gone to town on that thing. But because like you said, it had to be a little bit the um, removed when we actually had that when we had that conversation. And I really just wish I had I'd been I'd had that with somebody in the cinema. Yeah. I can I can kind of see that. I do kind of see that. But I, I don't know. I like to have a bit of time to reflect on the movie a little bit and just be like, oh, like, actually, when I think back to it, this, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And then I have that conversation with people. It's weird. I have a cinema buddy that I go to the cinema with all the time. And we don't really talk about the movie. We kind of say, oh, yeah, that was an okay movie, wasn't it? It's not too bad. We actually don't talk about it that much until probably the next time we go to the cinema or when we like meet up separately or whatever. It's really weird. We don't just analyse it straight after the movie. It's weird. Now that I think about it, that's a little bit strange. Start <laughs> 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 doing it. Let's watch the film. Well, I remember it. Yeah. Okay. Bye then. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Next time. It, what did we watch the is, last time? What was that like? It is. It is actually like that. Honestly, I'm not kidding. Quite often when I go to cinema with friends, like I'll watch the movie and then you kind of go, "Oh yeah, that, that was alright. Yeah, not too bad." You go out and then suddenly everyone's like, "Right then, see you later." <laughs> <laughs> So what, the post the post movie pint doesn't work anymore. <laughs> no, because the thing is, as well as like you know, in London, 
by the time you get to cinema, it's probably like eight o'clock anyway. Yeah. With the trailers and everything. By the time you get out, it's like half ten, eleven, and you've still got to get home. So when I go to the cinema, I'm usually not home till like midnight, something like that. Anyway, if I went for a drink as well, then I wouldn't have a chance. I'd have no chance. I'd never go to the cinema. <laughs> Three in the morning. I'm like, oh god, I feel like I've been clubbing. I just went to see a movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, okay so the way you were describing like the anticipation and everything when you go watch a movie it made it sound well if if you look on like on whatever podcast thing you subscribe to that you listen to the listen to the podcast on you might see that there's a tagline that we have of on i think the podcast like netflix or cinema the cinematic boxing match and the way you were talking about it, you make it sound almost a bit like you're going to watch a boxing match. You're like, okay, who else is here? Oh my god! Oh my god! The trailers! And you make it sound like obviously the trailers are like the the music they play when the boxers are coming into the ring, and then the real thing happens. So for you, you make it sound like it's like it's a night out for you when you actually go out to see a see a film in the cinema, and that's what you really really love about the experience. Yeah, definitely. Like the trailers are like the teasers, aren't they? They're like, you know, you know how like when there's like, uh, I don't, I don't want to say boxing match because I don't watch that, yeah. uh, boxing boxing matches. But like, you know, those kind of things where, you know, they get, the, I can imagine this is what it's like. They get the um, like weaker kind of fighters out and it's just like a bit of a spa, but it's not, no one's really watching. <laughs> you're like, you know, eating your snacks, you're like chatting to your friends, all that kind of stuff. And then it's the big boys. You no, know, that's it. There's no, everybody's concentrating on that. Like, you know, on what's going on in the main event oh, yes, and the little, yes. little like side bits. The undercard yeah. and the main event. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So you, you've kind of like answered one of the four questions that we've been asking people. It's like why you love going to the cinema so much. As in what's so great about it. You've you sort of answered about that. Is there anything else you want to add to that? I don't think so, to be honest with you. I think for me, it's all about the anticipation of it, the smell of the cinema, the slightly sticky seats. <laughs> and you, know, you don't know what's been there, but you don't care. It's dark. You don't care. And you get up at the end, you're like, oh, God. You look around, and someone spilled like, all their popcorn on the floor. Then That's when you feel like, oh, I've got to get out of here right now. But right <laughs> at the beginning, you're like, do you know what? I don't care. I just want to sit in the best place to be. It doesn't matter if it's a caved seat, if it's like, you know, someone's left like an empty packet of something and it doesn't matter because it's all about the movie and the anticipation of the movie um and i think that's the whole thing for me is that's the difference between the cinema and like watching a streaming site and i think who was it i think it was holly said um another thing is you know it's all about the movie when the lights go down that's what it's about it's not about your phone it's not about oh you know what i've got to fold some laundry while i'm doing it or do my ironing while i'm watching a movie it's it's all about the film and that's what i really like about it is it's the whole theater of it um whereas i think when you're streaming you tend to get distracted like actually totally what i very strangely did before i came on here was um me and some of my friends have started doing this thing where like we all watch movies together so it's almost like going to the cinema but yeah. um we um all start the movie at the same time and so then you could be texting going oh did you see that oh can you believe that happened you know and also <laughs> we've been doing it with like the National Theatre and the um, Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Where they have, like, intermissions and stuff. So, like, when there's a bit of a break or an intermission, we stop for a little bit. You kind of, you know, have a little bit of a kind of text uh, about what was, what's going on. And they're like, oh, what do you think's going to happen in the next bit? That kind of thing. So, actually, um, but even then, even when I'm doing that with friends, there's the distraction of your phone and there's, you know, like, you're not quite concentrating. You're making dinner or whatever, whereas with a movie... There's none of that. Like a cinema movie, there's none of that. Yeah, yeah. It's just all about the movie, which I love. 
Oh, boy. I love it. Okay, okay yeah. so so with that, with that, we're going to go to the next question. What was the last film you saw before the lockdown happened? Oh, do you know what? I, I'm not sure. I can't actually remember. I think it might actually. So recently, I haven't. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been going to the cinema as much as I should be going. Um, yep. But just because work's been really busy. So I think actually the last one that I went to go and see was Knives Out, which was what we reviewed on the on one of the podcasts quite a while ago now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite that's a couple of months back. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've been since then, to be honest with I you. I think that was there actually was last of, year. Yeah, it could have been. Um <laughs> there was there were quite a few things that I wanted to see. And I was supposed to go actually just before lockdown with a friend to go and see oh, what was it? I can't remember what it was, but I was, I'll was i probably text you straight afterwards as soon as I remember. But it was a movie that, um, oh, Parasite, that was it. We were supposed oh, to go and see Parasite. Yep. And, and I know exactly. And he basically said to me, look, Nina, I really want to go and see it, and I want to see it in the cinema. And there's a chance that there's going to be lockdown, and I'm going to shut cinemas. I was like, there's not going to be lockdown. They're not going to lock cinemas. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he said to me, no, Nina, I think we should really go. And I think it's leaving the cinemas soon anyway, so we should go. And then, actually, just as we were, we were supposed to go, I think, because when did lockdown happen was it like a friday or something like that i think we were supposed to go on the tuesday after or something like that um and uh um he or or, was it before lockdown something like that yeah that was it it was a tuesday before the when they shut down on the friday or boris made that announcement and i basically said look there's not many people out right now i don't really feel that it's right that i go to the that we go to the cinema and he's like nina could be our last chance. I was like, yeah, but if I get if I get infected, then you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be that happy about it. So I literally missed it by like a couple of days. Couple oh. of days. Okay, has he forgiven you yet? I think he might have gone with. So his wife actually wanted to go and see it as well. So I think when I bailed on him, I think he said, "I'll just go without you." I think. Okay, cool. So yeah. actually, in fact. I was the only one who missed out, which is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. that's good. That's good because because Parasite is the kind of film. I, I mean, it's a kind of film that I would say if there's anything you want to avoid spoilers for, avoid spoilers for that film. Avoid. Don't let anybody tell you anything about it before you watch it. It is. It's like anything that somebody tells you before you watch the film ruins it. So <laughs> it's yeah. So really. Oh no, honestly, yeah. Honestly, does do. do if someone tries to tell you anything about Parasite, kick them out of the nearest window. Just don't let it happen. <laughs> I don't watch the film. I really do want to see it, actually. Do you think it will ruin it, seeing it on like a streaming site, rather than seeing it in the cinema? No, I don't, quite... I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you could, it's, it, it would still translate, because it's really about the story and the characters, and the, that will still translate. Uh, I can imagine that in a cinema, it's a lot more immersive and it's a lot more intense because the film is quite intense. But so yeah. I, I can imagine that in a cinema, you would have more of that. But on but I, it wouldn't lose as much as some other films seen it on a uh, seen on a smaller screen. So is it kind of like an atmospheric movie? Oh, or is it? I know what. I know what like kind of what happens like, oh. from the movies. No, I don't know what happens. What happens? But I know the premise of it. And I kind of know a little bit about it, but not like everything oh. about it. But, but I think probably for actually your reviews, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but do you think like it's a kind of atmospheric movie and, you know, it's really kind of, you know, 
it, you still get the because it's obviously to do with the story as well. Yeah. But it's got kind of that presence where it feels like you, you know, need to kind of not completely see it, but it'll lose something. It, it's it's a very atmospheric film. It's a very atmospheric mm-hmm. film. It's very sort of like uh, it's it it's. I feel like I'm saying too much already. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I'll say, look. If you can't watch it, watch it. The important thing is to watch it. Whatever it is, it's watch it. And then if cinemas ever come back, if cinemas ever come back, then, um, then, you know, hopefully somebody will release it and you get to watch it on a on big screen. But important thing is watch it. Do you know what though, Tosin? I don't know if you saw Boris's announcement yesterday, oh, but he had his little graph. He had his little graph of the months. I saw a cinema ticket on there, Tosin. I saw the oh, cinema the ticket as well. Ticket. I saw the cinema ticket as well where he said, like, July. There says, it says yeah. July, and we were speaking on the last podcast how the head of View Cinemas was saying they were American 17th of July as a day when they want to reopen cinemas because they, they said mm. they can socially distance in there. I, I mean, I've been saying this a lot on the podcast, but I still think that Sharon's idea of a drive-in cinema, bring back the drive-in cinema, is a winner. I think it's a Tosin. Yeah. I also thought it was a winner, but I think you're too late on that. I was looking at Facebook today, and somebody was liking a drive-in cinema. No, no this, on Facebook. The thing is, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, we we were never going to do it. We don't. We don't have the money or the ability to do that. So uh, all I'm all I'm about is that somebody has done it. Somebody has done it. Cool. Let me know where it is. I'll drive down because now I'm allowed to drive anywhere in the country. I'm going to drive down yeah. there and watch that thing. So. I think it was Canada, so I'm not sure if you're going to be okay with oh. that. It's <laughs> happening somewhere, Tyson. It's happening somewhere. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Canada, keep all your stuff. All right, cool. Let's go on. What was the first film you ever saw at the cinema? Oh, Tyson, that's a difficult question for me. Um, I've got really bad memory, I'm not going to lie. Yep. And I actually don't remember the first movie that I went to in the cinema. Obviously, I wasn't into the experience as much as I thought it would was but my dad has always been a massive film person yeah. to be honest with you so all the time that i was growing up we were watching movies like he used to make me watch the classics on a sunday like spartacus ben hur like all of those kind of things yeah you know gone with the wind um and i think we used to go to like indian movies as well because there were a lot of like cinemas that did indian movies around like preston things like that but and i think when we were young we used to be able i, I want to feel i want to say that like we might have gone to the movies then so i don't really actually remember my first cinema experience but what i do remember is where i grew up in saint towns cinema experiences were very different to what they are now i remember going to the cinema and this wasn't my first movie but it was probably one of the earliest cinema experiences that i remember it's not the movie that i remember i remember going to a cinema and it was like in this it wasn't like a shed but it was almost like in a hall um and they used to charge one pound fifty for children £2.50 for adults, and it was like a makeshift cinema. It would only fit, like, it only have a row of four seats on one side, four seats on the other, like as in, like, row of four on each side. And you could move the seats, and they were, like, plastic seats and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's what my childhood of going to the cinema, like, by myself, not with my parents. This, this is different from, like, when we used to go to, like, the big cinemas and stuff. But as a kid just hanging around in St. Anne's, which is where I grew up, near Blackpool, um, there were these makeshift cinemas that you could go to for one pound fifty, and as a kid, you didn't really know where to go, right? Uh, you didn't, you couldn't hang out, you didn't know where to hang out. You kind of were 
at a loose end. And we used to always go to the cinema. And I just remember that cinema experience. I don't remember my film, but I remember the cinema experience when I was younger in these smaller cinemas where they used to take the proper paper tickets. And it wasn't a normal thing to have those paper tickets. For some reason, these makeshift, um, uh, the makeshift kind of cinemas had them. Similar to the picture that Boris put up, you know, with like the, it was a flat ticket you know, like at the with, top with the and it had stub. like a curve. Yeah. yeah, stub, yeah, exactly. It had a ticket stub. You could buy a very small um, container of popcorn, not like the massive ones that you get in the cinema now, but like <laughs> a really tiny thing of popcorn, maybe in a bag, I want to say, for like a pound. And yeah. you could also take in your sweets and you go to Woolworths before to get your pick and mix <laughs> and take that in with you. Like that. That's kind of remember. I don't remember the movie. I remember the experience more. Just going with your friends and going to these like really cheap places, but it was an easy fix of getting a movie. Like you could just go and it was no big deal. You could use your pocket money. You didn't have to wait for your parents to take you or whatever. Um, that's really what I remember of the cinema, not the movie, but the experience. So you don't remember any of the films you saw in this way? No, I'm honestly going to say to you, I cannot remember the earliest movie that I went to go and see. Or even, I, I can't even remember movies. I know I've seen movies, but I couldn't remember if I saw them in, when I was younger in the cinema or in the in, in, on TV. Isn't that really strange? When I watch so many movies and cinema is so much, about movies are so much to me, I don't remember where I saw them. <laughs> uh, okay, I have, I have this sneaking suspicion that if I ask you to rate the popcorn from all the different times you went, you might remember that. But Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, but this of is course. one of the things I love. I'm loving about these interviews that we're doing at the moment. It's just seeing the different stories that people have and the different experiences that they've had in different areas. You're talking about sort of like makeshift cinemas in Blackpool and all that. I, I, I absolutely love this. I, I, I think we might keep this even after the even after cinemas reopen. So... <laughs> I think it's a good feature to have. Uh, I like. I also like this new format of interviewing lots of different people, Tosin. I think it's really good. Like, I love like you guys, like, and doing the the podcasts. Um, but it's also nice to get, like you say, different like people and yeah. different kind of chat and stuff. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, I absolutely, absolutely love this. But this is this yeah. is. I'm loving this about what you're saying about the <laughs> about the. The makeshift cinema. So, all right. Um, now, final question. What is the thing that you are most looking forward to seeing when cinemas reopen? The nachos. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's all about this. It's all about the experience, Tosin. Okay, so so we have James Bond coming out. We have like Black Widow. We have Mulan. We have Dude. You're like, nope, it's the nachos. That's the main the attraction. <laughs> Love the nachos. With that weird cheese that looks like no other type of cheese. I don't even know what it's made out of, but there's something about it that just, it's just, it's a cinema for me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, that is definitely the most unique answer we've had. I think that's, that's definitely the most unique answer you have. You're kind of you like, did not <laughs> say which movie do you want to see. You said what do you most want to see when you go back to the cinema? Either. I told you, I told you the truth. I didn't hide it. No, no, that's what I like. That's what I like. We, we, we don't. We, it, 
It takes all sorts to build a world, as they say, shall we say. <laughs> it takes all sorts. <laughs> I bet you feel like, oh, you know what? I wish I hadn't interviewed Nina. She can't remember her first cinema experience. She only wants nachos. She doesn't like the end of movie debate. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> No, no, this is great. This is brilliant because I love this whole thing. <laughs> without sounding, without sounding to up myself, without sounding to up myself, it is great to see that like the you know, cinema is a thing that can mean so many different things to so many different people, and um, and that's part of the reason why I think that it's lasted so long. I mean, we there's another interview that we did which hasn't been hasn't we haven't put out yet, but we're talking about we're speaking to somebody who was 70 years old, so. He has seen cinema through all sorts of different things. He's seen cinema since before people had televisions and how when televisions came out and everybody thought, oh, my God, television is going to kill cinema. And it didn't. Then VHS came on and people thought, oh, my God, people can, can buy videos and they can buy films and watch them at home. It's going to kill cinema. It didn't. And how all throughout all these years you have cinema just keeps going. And I think it's because it means so many, it means so many different things to so many different people. People like the yeah, films. Definitely. You might not even remember the films. You're just kind of like, yeah, I just love going to the thing. I'm sitting down there and having the whole thing go dark. And I think that's, that is what that's why we have this podcast because we all love it and we've all been entranced by whatever, whatever it has to offer us or whatever it is that we take from it. Yeah, oh. definitely. <laughs> all right, cool. So now, Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you for telling us your stuff. And and I have to say, I love the fact that you don't come on here and feel like, oh, you know, uh, it's going to be a film podcast. I have to I have to appear to be really, really knowledgeable about everything. Oh, did, did you know? Did you know that Kaminsky and um, uh, the, the Polish cinema of the nineteen forties? It's like you didn't you didn't have to do anything like that. I just got like, no, it's all about the nachos. I absolutely love that, yeah. and that is something that I would say yeah. like. Netflix, you can't do that. You can't give Nina memories of nachos and darkened rooms and halls, breasted and all that kind of stuff. Which is why, which is why I love about it. Which is why I absolutely because I think this lockdown, if nothing else, it has made me realize how much like Netflix isn't going to replace cinema. I don't think ever. No, I don't think it can. I, I think that it's all about the kind of you know, it's an experience, isn't it? Like when I was younger, it was all about like us as a family going out and watching a movie together and maybe us kids would go separately from our parents or whatever but it was about that whole thing of you go in you got the escalators to the cinema and you know it's that experience of like I said waiting in the queue and waiting for your snacks and all of that kind of stuff and Netflix is never going to give people that it's never and it, it will give you a fix of oh somebody was talking about that and I really should watch it but it doesn't give you that same kind of it, it, it'll never replace cinema I don't think never right thank you so much thank you so much Nita super fan and we will till the next time we say something that makes you go hang on a second I don't believe that and send me an email uh, <laughs> send me an angry email saying ah oh, for the money I'm paying I expect more <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> be expecting those totem very soon because uh, I'm watching this week I will I'm be, listening to this week I'll be expected. I'll be expected, and I will. I will let you go and see if you can drag your husband away from Zooniverse. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> let us know which um which project it is that he he finds to sort of like you know get lost in. Yeah, definitely. Will do. <laughs> Thanks right. for having me, Tosin. No problem. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you very much, Superfan Nina. Always, always yeah. a fan having you. Always a pleasure having you on the show. Sean, you were going to say something. 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, thanks, thanks, mate. She like backs me up. You know, what I mean, I'm quite. <laughs> I like Nina. I like Nina. Thanks, Nina. You have that. You're Nina. a star, mate. You have that, that was a good interview. You have that, Nina. You 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 pretty much have a super fan, Sean. Now, yeah, <laughs> super fan, Sean. <laughs> so, anything you guys wanted to say about what I you... have to? I like what she had to say about going to cinema. Yeah, what was that? What was that, Sharon? Yeah, I like I like what she has to say about going to the cinema because sometimes it isn't always about the film. Because you know, the one thing that was sort of was noticeable about Nina's interview is that it's she doesn't talk about any film. <laughs> yeah, pretty the, much. The cinematic yeah. experience, it, it, it's but it's you know, it's about that experience. And I think it's one of those things where you are giving yourself permission to completely focus on one thing. Because when you're watching the television at home, when you're watching streaming or when you're doing anything at home, it's quite hard to give yourself the permission to stop doing other things as well. Yeah. So to just sit in front of the television and just watch is quite hard because I've always got like a book on hand. I've got sewing, I've got knitting, I've got there's always something to do. And part mm. of in your head is always thinking, oh, you're, well, you're wasting time. Whereas in the cinema, you absolutely give yourself permission to say, you know what, I'm just going to experience enjoy this experience whether it is the nachos the popcorn or the pick and mix sweeties you can you're giving yourself permission to just enjoy that moment to be in that moment completely so i i'm all for that (laughs) so yeah i completely understand that aspect of it yeah you're just saying I'm here for this experience. I'm just going to enjoy the sensory experience of us sitting there. It doesn't matter. Some of the chairs not that comfortable, uh, as you said. You know, sometimes you get that the funny seat, or you you notice that there's something sticky on the floor when you walk by. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that experience of being there and been having given us permission to just be in that moment and do nothing else but watch that film. You know, Sharon, I think I'm going to pot that. That that is probably the most succinct thing i've heard about that giving yourself permission i totally agree with that i totally agree with that because i uh, i mean i know that as sometimes i'm like oh i could be doing something else like maybe try and do some work here while i'm trying to get a film in especially since we started doing the podcast and it means that you have to watch more stuff and you're thinking well <laughs> should i actually yeah. do some work should i actually be earning some money uh, i don't know and i mean we we have sean here we we have sean on the zoom call and sean has tried to do about three or four different things while we're doing the podcast so <laughs> I don't show, show, you've been in the garden you've tried to do some gardening you've gone down to the kitchen to get yourself something yeah. to eat you've got up to so, put your phone on the charge you gotta, and yeah Sharon, that's right yeah it's about giving yourself permission to focus on one thing good lord that is deep that, oh sorry sorry i mean carry on carry on while, while i think about that so sure sure anything you wanted to say about well about what, um apart from apart from backing up with the fact that nina loves you <laughs> yeah 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 um no it's um i mean i i it, it's what she says about it she's she's a clever girl isn't she she's a clever girl she's um she uh she knows what she's talking about and when she goes on to see uh you know watch um pompeii and what have you we shall <laughs> see <laughs> she might she might have she might have changed she might have changed opinions, eh? She might have changed opinions. Who knows? <laughs> well, she might change her opinion of you going, oh, my God, it's the Emperor's new clothes. Yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I thought he was this guru, but no, he's naked. He's naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might happen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, so, no, um, I, I love the fact, like, or I think with, uh, like, Sharon, what you were saying, I love the fact that, 
when you asked her first time she went to the cinema, she was like, I do not remember. I have no clue. That she cannot yep. she cannot remember <laughs> the films she saw in her childhood, but she remembers where she saw them. She remembers where she saw them. She I think it was she was talking about oh was was it it wasn't in Bolton, was it? Or I can't remember. Saint Anne's? Yeah, yeah, that she said she was in Saint Anne's and she remembers the converted room that she went to go see the film in. She remembers everything about it, but she cannot remember what the film was. That I think she almost pretty much can't remember any film that she saw from her childhood, but she remembers the experiences of going to see the films. And uh and the the I love the fact that when I said what are you most looking forward to seeing seeing in, in the cinema, first thing was Nachos. <laughs> Nachos. Uh, nachos. Nachos. That's it. That's what yeah, I'm you, you can, you can, this... It's one of the few times you can indulge, eh? <laughs> I, mean, I have to admit, when I go to a cinema and I have myself... Oh, I've never had nachos. I don't know what they're like. Really? What, anywhere or just yeah. in the cinema? I've had... Is it those crispy things that yeah, you get in the... crispy triangle like things. The triangular shape. Yeah. Oh, I've had those. Yeah, yeah. But I've yeah. never had them in the cinema. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it... I've had them in like you know that a buffet thing when you just don't know quite what to do with them and you just eat them like crisps. I just <laughs> in a cinema. Why they sell them? I don't know because I remember I went with a friend once and he bought some, and it was like, and he was trying. You know, like when people try not to make noise and they just can't help it. And he was going like, you know what I mean? He was trying to be trying to be like really discreet. So he picked one. He go. You're trying to you're trying to chew them slowly, which makes it even worse. You're like, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just it. eat it. Just eat it. They sell at the cinema. <laughs> it's like anything they sell at the cinema. The only requirement for about cinema snacks is that they make a lot of noise. <laughs> I think yeah. even the pick and mix, they're in the most rattly, scrunchy bags in known to man. So, I mean, you, you buy squishies or you buy something and then they're in this really rustly paper bag and you just think, this is, why? So, so okay. So, <laughs> is okay. it to torment us? This is a, okay. So what do you think the perfect cinema snack would be? Marshmallows. <laughs> Marshmallow. Marshmallow marshmallow bag, but yeah, but yeah, but so what? they can make they can make like a little marshmallow pouch that you could actually eat the marshmallows and then eat the the pouch afterwards, couldn't you? So you could make a, what I mean. So like, if you have marshmallow pack, a marshmallow pouch, a, a bag of marshmallows made out of marshmallows. Yeah, yeah. So you got marshmallow. So what I mean is like you could have a little container. Yep. So you could have some marshmallows in it, but the actual container could be marshmallow as well. <laughs> so after you've eaten the marshmallows, you could eat the marshmallow <laughs> container. okay baby maybe there you go that's something to think about yeah that's uh, this might be like a (laughs) a, like a driving thing um so i just wanted to say one other thing so in the interview as well nina spoke about the fact that oh we just lost sharon but okay in the interview nina spoke about the fact that um she was like, oh, why don't you do like, you know, Netflix versus Amazon Prime or Netflix versus Disney Plus or Netflix versus... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That podcast already exists. It's... Yeah, I I found out this week that that podcast already exists. And when I saw it, I looked at it and I went, that really doesn't interest me at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Netflix versus Everyone. And essentially what they do is that they they do it, I think it's 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 released once a month, and they sit down and they watch something yeah. on Netflix and they compare it to 
what they've seen on Disney Plus and what they've seen on Amazon Prime and what they've seen on Apple TV. Oh, I think I might have seen something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's called Netflix versus everyone. So if you would like to listen to that, Netflix versus everyone is a podcast that I haven't listened to, so I can't tell you what it's like. But it does do that. It listens. It lists. It compares things to other things. We we prefer to sit down and go. No, it's Netflix versus cinema. Cinema is the daddy. And anything that comes up, we'll be trying to fight against cinema. Well, that's what I prefer anyway. Sean, don't know about you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might. I mean, as I say, it's funny how things change, Toes. It's funny how things change because, as I say, I've sort of, with the streaming services, I've not been, I mean, maybe that will change when I get back into the routine and yeah. I will will sort of check again. But it's... Um, I quite like this YouTube thing, you know. I quite like this YouTube thing. <laughs> and, it's, it's and, like it, this and it is free. YouTube is free. Well, a lot of the stuff is Yeah, free. I've, I've, I've actually signed up to the premium one, believe it or not. Oh, right. So I okay. don't get the adverts. So I've signed up to the premium one. I get a music one as well. I thought, well, I'll, I'll um, as I, I sort of stopped the others, I, I had the 30-day free preview. Yep. And um, funnily enough, it runs up, runs, runs up tonight, but I'm going to give it a month, to be fair. So I'm going to have another month of it. All right. I just like it with the yeah. I, you say that I, I got, I've subscribed to a few people. Yeah, you know, like there's a couple of Chinese people I listen to that do a blog. There's a couple of travel logs that I listen to. There's sometimes there's some live stuff which I watch. You know, yeah. so well, I'll tell you what, right? I'll tell you what the 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 that is how I started off with Netflix. I started off with it for a one month um one month trial, and I was like, I'll just watch as much free. as I can in that month. One mm-hmm. month free trial, and then after that month, it's going to be over. That was. That, that that has lasted longer than my marriage has has been so Ooh, it, it's bloody. been it's been about eight nine years since i went up and i said i'm just gonna start off a netflix thing for like a for like a one month thing a one month free trial see how much i can watch and set, like what nine years later i still have a netflix still have a netflix account so beware sean yeah beware. <laughs> okay beware. I will, I i'm back sorry yeah. i've had a crash sorry. yeah Sharon's, Sharon's phone is having a bit of a. It's having a bit of a. It doesn't like us today. It keeps crashing us and. No, when I pick it up, it up, my phone is really, really hot. So I don't know what's happening there, but it's just really hot. Oh, it might be. It might be a battery issue. Okay, cool. So, and also the other thing that we. I think somebody said something about drive-ins. Superfan Nina today yes. sent me a oh, link yeah. to this massive to a drive-in in London. So they're doing like it looks almost as if they're doing like a drive-in movie festival in London this summer. Uh, in response to the whole yeah. COVID thing. Uh, it is a company called. Well, it, it goes from the website is from the box office. So from the box office, the drive-in cinema is called the drive-in, and they have Dirty Dancing, La La Land, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, The Shawshank Redemption, The Terminator, Bad Boys for Life, and 1917. All at the drive-in cinema. All right. Yeah. With, wow. That's yeah. Joy, isn't it? The thing is, prices start from 44, 42 pounds, and now I've. Oh. Yeah, uh, what I haven't cool. figured out is whether those forty-two pounds is an entire car full of people or per person in a car. So, <laughs> that I haven't figured out yet. But once I figured that out, I will. That's let quite you... sounds sounds quite expensive, doesn't it? It, it does sound that does quite sound expensive. Like a bit of a deer at night out. It does. I mean, if it's for a car full of people, it might work. So if you, if it's forty-two pounds per car, it yeah. could work. So it's um, but otherwise, I'm like because mm. it's like ten pound fifty a person, isn't it? So. Yeah. Which is cheaper than some seminars, but yeah. But I haven't found. I have to figure this out. I have to figure out exactly how this works and how the how the whole thing goes. All right. Anyway, in a podcast episode that has been beset by technical issues, 
phones going off in the background, <laughs> people coming into the room. Sharon stuff, yeah. Yeah, Sharon kicking her mum out of the room so she can actually do some yeah. podcast stuff. I think go. Yeah, I think one of my mum's friends is in hospital, so they keep ringing to see the update. Yeah. She's yeah. had. I'll probably um I'll probably be more um focused next week, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll try and get some sleep. So I'll try okay. and get some sleep. And check out check out check out Brock Peters. I will have a look at Brock Peters. I'll have a look at Brock Peters, see what he looks like. And um, you check out Gangs of London. And somebody watch Hollywood. Gangs of London? Yeah, somebody watch Hollywood and okay, tell me I if, if I am just being a sourpuss or if it really, really is, <laughs> if it really ends as badly as I think it too does. Too much. Yeah, it's just too much. It's too much. And uh, <laughs> until next week, let's try this. Let's see how it works this week. Until next week, it's a goodbye from me. Look at it. Look at it. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Yay. Thank you, everyone. Yay. Yay. We did it. We got it. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.